You are listening to the Testudo Times Podcast Network. Hey guys, and welcome to the latest episode of the Testudo Times Outtakes Podcast. I'm your host, Lila Bromberg with Cody Wilcox, and we're joined today by running back Javon Leak, who led the Big Ten with 7.2 yards per carry and was named the conference return specialist of the year last season. Uh, we're obviously all doing this over video chat. It's really good to see you, Javon. How are you doing? How's the family doing? You know, holding up with everything going on right now. Yeah, it's good to see you guys, too. I'm doing good. I'm back home in Greensboro, just, you know, relaxing with my mother, just waiting for all this stuff to just get sorted out. You know, we just waiting for the draft, waiting to hopefully hear my name called. Right. What's a normal day looking like for you right now in this unprecedented time? Uh... You know, go to the field, work out a little bit. You know, guys in the city that are from here, you know, that went to uh, different colleges, we all come back here, we work out together. So we just kind of, you know, keep each other in shape and just, you know, meet each other at each other's houses, people working out in garages, you know, it's crazy. So you just got to do whatever you can to just, you know, stay in shape and just just try to just work out every day. Yeah, and you mentioned that, especially with uh you know a bunch of your friends at home so what kind of things are you guys you know specifically able to do during this time when you know you're not able to go to maryland's weight room or whatever what kind of things are you doing nah this is why i love greensboro it's just you got so many people that's willing to just help you you got people opening their garages just for you to work out weights you got like old high school coaches you know just opening up their weight room for you just for a little workout so you just got stuff like that so we all it's a small town here so we just a real big family everybody just help each other out so wherever you want to work out you can find somewhere to work out you know somebody's garage is going to be open so that's just what we do we got weights we got all type of stuff so it's basically just back to the backyard for real just taking it back Right, and we know you and I would start off every interview if we could talking about Madden 2K. I know how big you are in those two. Have you been uh, playing oh, much while man. stuck at home? Man, there is nothing else to do. You know I've been playing Madden. If I'm not playing Madden in 2K, I'm working out. So definitely just been on the game. Right, and we always talked about that competition between you and fellow running back Anthony McFarland Jr. Have you guys been playing against each other online? Like since football season, who is like ahead on the leaderboard of who's winning the most games? And I was just in Maryland about like a week and a half ago. I was playing at easy in Madden, but 2K, we go back and forth. So, you know, we're just keeping it up, like the competitiveness up. But every time I go back to Maryland, I play uh, Mac or F- it's just like Madden. You know, Mac got that, so I can't even say nothing about that. So you guys got to play once you're like in the league and you each have your own people. You know, like once you're actually in the game, I feel like you got to have a rematch and see how that goes down. Yeah, we actually, you could do a pre-draft. So we already did that. You know, we kind of drafted each other. It was pretty cool just seeing like us in the game. So like how they, had, how they had the speed up for us and just being able to just play with us. That was pretty cool. So where did you guys, yeah. uh, where did you guys get drafted in that virtual it, game? It was like a online draft so you could just you had a team you pick the team and you just draft the people they already had like us in the draft so let's say i picked the texans for like my online team you know i got drafted to the texans because that was my team so i just drafted myself so it was kind of like that you pick your team and you just draft the players though okay mac was on the top we got to find out some way to do that video we all talked about where you know we have you guys go head to head that we're going to do during the season we got to find out some virtual way to do that i got to see for myself like who's better because Keandre was telling me, 
we had Keanu Jones on the podcast. He was telling me like he didn't know who was better, and we both decided that we need to like have a virtual game to find out. Nah, for sure. We gonna have that, and we gonna have the mic so you can hear me and Matt just talking, uh, just talking junk to each other. It's gonna be fun. It's definitely gonna be fun. And you announced that you'd be entering the NFL draft on December fourth, which I just like to point out that everyone was calling me crazy. I predicted all season long that you were gonna enter the draft. Um, when did yeah. you start uh, thinking about making that decision, and what was that process like? Uh, you know, before I even got to Maryland, I just had a plan. I just really wanted to leave my dream with. Uh, I was always just in my plans, but, you know, I, I thought things were going to change, but, you know, I was just thinking, like, this season I was doing pretty good, especially on kick return, you know. And I just felt like it was just time for a change, so I just I just felt like it was just time to go and just, you know, try to chase the dream that everybody, you know, wants to chase. So I just felt like I had a good opportunity in front of me. You know, I stuck with it. I still think I made a good decision. Javon, you mentioned, you know, chasing that dream and you obviously had a great season. You know, was there one specific moment that you thought, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to go to the next level. Like during the season? Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, you know, when I was, um, when I had tied Tory Smith's um, kick return record, I was, that's when it kind of hit me. Like, you know, I'm actually, you know, I did that in two seasons. I'm actually, you know, like pretty good. I could, I, could, I feel like I could play at the next level. That's when it really started hitting me, like just even thinking about kind of leaving. So after that, I was just like, you know, I'm going to just see how the season goes. I'm not going to dwell too much on it. I'm going to just see how the season finishes up. And, but it did start crossing my mind just a little bit after that, after the Michigan game. And after you made that decision to go to the next level and chase that dream, you know, how did you start preparing? What was on your mind to start working on? Uh, I just felt like I had to go back and just look at all the stuff that I'm not, you know, that good or good at or strong with, you know. So I just I felt like I had to just go back, watch my film, just see what areas in my game that I needed help with and right away, just go to a trainer and just try to see if we could work on those things just to get a head start. So that's kind of what I did. You know, I relaxed a little bit after the season, just got my body back. You know, I was off the floor and just started training. And when you say you look back at the film, what stuck out that you needed to work on the most? Uh, just like technique things, just 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 making sure everything is just technically sound and just you know having whatever whatever I felt like I needed to improve on. I just did like ball security. You know, I seen I needed to improve on that. So and just I just wanted to just I started stretching a lot more. I wanted to be more loose. I felt like so. Just little stuff like that. Just making sure you got everything down pat. Go always get better. And then, obviously, you know, when you're training and you're preparing for the combine, it, it's a different type of training. You know, you want to get your form right on the 40, you know, three-cone drill, things like that. So can you walk us through maybe a typical day that you went through in order to prepare for that, you know, once-in-a-lifetime experience at the combine? Uh, basically, just, you know, you wake up. I'm just talking about when I was in Florida, we would wake up, eat breakfast, uh, and then you have a lift in about an hour, probably about 9 o'clock. Just start outside on the field, just stretch a little bit. We would just work on our 40 starts, you know, just all the tech, tech uh, technique things that we needed to do. We would have lasers out there, you know, we would time ourselves all the time. So it was just stuff like that. And you know, you'll go inside after that, probably get like, you know, 10-minute break, and then straight to lifting. And then you're done for the day. And then you'll have another workout later that day around 2.30. So it was two-a-days. 
you know, you just repeat that and you work on different things like the L drill, shuttle. So every day was something different, but it was the same schedule. So that was kind of what it was for two months. And what what is a typical Javon Lee breakfast? Are we talking two eggs, two pieces of bacon? What what are we I talking? I feel like here? you need more than that. Uh, I'm not really I'm not really a morning person, so I'm not I'm not always that hungry. So my breakfast is never that big. You know, I'm more like the fruit cereal <laughs> toast kind of guy. But you know, sometimes I just be wanting to eat a little bit, so I'll probably get like some pancakes, bacon, eggs. But a light day is just like cereal, fruit, oatmeal, you know, stuff like that, orange juice. What's the go-to cereal? Frosted Flakes. Okay, that's my favorite Frosted Flakes since I was little. Mm-hmm. And you were one of three Terps then to get invited to the NFL Combine, you know, which is a big deal. There's been, you know, some snubs with Maryland the past year and stuff like that. Um, so you get invited with Anthony McFarland Jr. and Antoine Brooks Jr. How did you find out that you got invited? I was training in Florida. We was just stretching. You know, I was, I seen everybody started getting invites. You know, I'm just like, I'm texting my agent, like, you think I'm going to get one? You know, you think I'm going to get one? I'm texting my mom. She's all excited, like, I hope you get one. Like, I'm ready to see. So I was just stretching. I just got an email. And it was an email from the NFL just saying you got invited. So, so right there, I just called my uh, called my mom first, told her. She wanted to post it. I was like, don't post it. You can't post it. So I called my agent, and everybody was just happy. So it was just, I just felt like it was a dream come true just to see that, just to be invited there and just have that opportunity. So it was crazy for me. I was just real happy right there at that moment. And obviously I said, you know, it's a once in a lifetime experience. So what, what was that experience like? And can you walk us through what those days look like? Uh, man, you just got to work every day, just knowing that you got that opportunity coming up. So every day I was just, after I got the invite, I was just thinking, you know, what I was doing it for, you know, I just had to show up. So every day you just, you just think about it, just had it on your mind, just knowing that you just got that invite. You know that's life-changing, so you just got to think about that. Did you feel like that that was such a huge step in this lifelong dream that you've always wanted to accomplish? Yeah, for sure. You know, not everybody gets invited to the uh, NFL Combine, so just knowing that you get a shot to just go there in front of all those coaches and meet all those people and just experience that, you know, not a lot of people do get to do that. So it's definitely a big step. And obviously, you, you know, you said you're in front of all these scouts, these coaches, these GMs. You talked about how you've been preparing for this moment. How would you evaluate your performance in Indianapolis? Uh, I feel like I did pretty good. Just everything except the 40. I was the only thing I was probably disappointed about. Um, but everything else, though, was good, I felt like. But just the 40, I just I was hoping I had another chance to just show that, you know, I'm way faster than that. You can just watch my film and you can see that. But I just wanted a chance to show that pro day. But, you know, with coronavirus, I can't do that. So, you know, I just been talking to coaches and just talking about my film mostly. You know, they said don't stress about the 40 too much. So. But you, you think if, uh, say, the coronavirus wasn't around and you had a pro day at, in College Park, you definitely think you run faster than what you timed in uh, Indy? For sure. I think he would too. I, I saw that and I was like, he's definitely, I've seen him play like live. He's faster than that. I mean, if yeah, you put the ball in his hands on special teams, you see it, right? No, for sure, man. But I was really hoping I get to show how fast he meant. But I was just, you know, I just felt like just looking at it, I was tight. 
you know, I didn't, my technique wasn't, wasn't there. So it was just all those things that went into that 40 and I was hoping to do it again, but you know, it's all good. Were you, were you nervous for the combine, Javon? Cause I, I would have been pretty, like, it's, it's a great experience, Man. but I yeah. been, you know, for sure. I was definitely nervous going in, but you know, it's just like a football game. You're nervous at first, but then once the ball, once you get hit, you're good. So once I got out there, I was moving around a little bit. I felt good. So, but walking out there definitely. But once I started stretching, was just moving around a little bit. I was good. And teams are known to ask some pretty strange questions in interviews at the combine. What's the weirdest question you were asked? The weirdest question. Uh, oh man. Weirdest question. They do ask a lot of crazy questions, though. I'm not even gonna lie. Or like, a couple. Yeah, I can't even think of one right now. It would just be stuff like, "What would you buy with your first paycheck?" Or like, "Who are you taking when you get drafted?" And it would it would be uh stuff like, like we would have to do tests, and the test would be like, if you had to. Like, if you had the choice to either, you know, steal a wallet, get a wallet to somebody, or put the money in your pocket, it was just stuff like that, like crazy questions. I'm like, what? Like, what does that even have to do with anything? So it was just crazy questions. Don't they, like, purposely <laughs> set up a room so it's, like, a little intimidating and stuff from what I've heard? Yeah, like, you'll have, you'll have meetings with, like, certain teams, and they'll have, like, GM and then it's just a small room you gotta go in there. I didn't experience that, but I was tearing stuff at like like that at the combine. So you definitely have like exclusive meetings and rooms and stuff like that for sure. And then, you know, looking back on it, was there ever one question that kind of you know stumped you at first and kind of kept you pondering through the day, or were interviews and workouts just going back to back to back to where you didn't really have time to think about that? You know, you're going to your next meeting or next workout. Man, it was literally back to back to back to back. Uh, especially, it was every day the whole week from like 8 to 11 at night. You just had straight interviews. It was probably 15 minutes of peace. Once the 15 minutes was up, you had somebody else grabbing you going to the next team. So I'm not going to lie, I had no time to think about none of the questions. It was so fast. It was just crazy. Right. And, you know, Cody mentioned kind of, you know, the nerves before and stuff like that. And obviously, it's like a hectic experience. How much does it help to have your teammate, two of your teammates there with you that you're close with? Man, it was great. Just having, like, I would just text them, like, where you guys at? Just having them back around just felt good. Because, you know, you was by yourself two, three months. And then, especially if you don't have, like, everybody from your school that gets an invite. So, just having those guys there was definitely good. I was with Mac. Mac was my roommate. So, I was back, like, we was at a game again. So, that was pretty cool. And then at Maryland, you know, you, you excelled on special teams. You uh, kicked off the turn touchdowns that we talked to. And, you know, I even talked to you a lot during the season about the mantra that you had with uh, Ace, you know, I'll meet you at home. Is that is that something you see yourself doing at the next level as well? I don't know, man. Ace is my guy. That was probably just a me and Ace thing because he started it. So, you know, just that's probably just going to be a me, me and him thing. But, I know if I ever get a key return, he'll probably call me that night, probably say that. So <laughs> I know that's probably going to happen. What about uh, on special teams? You know, kick returns, is that something that you can see yourself doing? And have teams brought that up to you? Yeah, for sure. They definitely talk about special teams and especially kick return. Just, you know, being able to do that at the next level and just, I definitely hope I could, you know, I see myself doing that at the next level. So. 
how important is that to you? Because everybody talks about, you know, um, making the game safer and things like that. And and a lot of people say, you know, special teams should be taken out, but that's where, you know, so many people, uh, that's their bread and butter. So how yeah. important is that to you to be a member of special teams? I think it's definitely important, especially for me. I feel like I'm versatile. I could do all special teams. So, you know, that's how some people eat in the NFL. That's how some people feed their family. So, I don't think they should take out special teams, but definitely for my situation, especially a kick return, you know, I definitely feel I'm effective. So I definitely hope they don't take out special teams. And then I got three choices here from you, Javon. Uh, taking a handoff for a touchdown, a pass, catching a pass for a touchdown, or a special teams touchdown. Which one is the most enjoyable for you? Special teams touchdown. Nothing like a kick return, I'm telling you. I love that feel. Yeah, what do you see when you're out there? You know, you get the ball in the kick return, you're just trying to, you know, scan the field, figure out your path, you know, what's going for your mind? Yeah. It's like everybody just coming at you, so you just got to get out of there, I feel like. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm not going to lie, I don't even know what I see. Sometimes I go in there, I shut my eyes real quick and just, I'm not going to lie, I've done that before. I like close my eyes and just open real quick. You know, sometimes I just either I'll take a hit or sometimes I bounce out of there. But most of the time, you're just looking for the same color jersey, hoping that they're blocked for you and you just see daylight. That's what kind of happened this season a lot. And then you talked about nerves. Obviously, everybody has nerves before. Just pregame jitters. When you have those, when do they really go away from you? Is it when you get hit first? Is it when the ball gets kicked off? It's when you catch it. When do those really go away? Man, it's definitely the first hit. After the first hit, you're good. Like in a lot of big games, you definitely got like butterflies and stuff like that. Especially if you get like the kick return first. You know, you're back there. You, especially if you're away, like you hit a crowd. You're just like, oh man, like I definitely get that feeling. But once I get hit a good time, I'm like, I'm ready. Let's go. So definitely for me, if you get hit, I'm ready to go after that. See, I don't know if I'd be that same way. I don't know if I'd be like, okay, I'm good. I'm feeling good after getting hit, but more power to you. Um, we've obviously <laughs> both seen you play, you know, a lot at Maryland. But, you know, for you, how would you describe your ability as a player and what you can bring to an NFL team? Uh, I just feel like, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a big back just to be my side and have the speed I got. I just feel like, you know, that's definitely effective. Uh, I could do kick return, not just kick return, but all special teams. You know, I could just, I definitely feel like I could help an NFL team and just be on the roster, just doing those things. So. You know, I hope, definitely hope I can do that at the next level. Are there any players in the league that, you know, you model your game after, you think you resemble? Uh, Not really, but I definitely like, you know, Todd Gurley. I love Todd Gurley just because he's a big back. And, like, I like old like old backs. Like Adrian Peterson's still in the league. That's probably one of my favorite backs of all time. So just, you know, backs like that, big backs. If you get the opportunity to meet some of these guys, when you're playing in the league what what's that gonna be like for you i'm gonna be like a little kid like just being around all the guys that i used to look up to at one point i wanted to be like you know just being on the same field as i'm on the same team it's just it's gonna be a dream so just you know i can't wait whatever team i'm on i know i'm gonna walk in the locker room and see somebody that you know i always wanted to meet like just stuff like that so you know it's just gonna be pretty cool just being around those guys and just being able to play football out here so it's gonna be fun. Jamon, are you one of the one of those players that you know when he walked in the locker room and there is a back that you know is a veteran? Like, 
Adrian Peterson, Todd Gurley, are you just going to soak up as much knowledge as you can from those guys, knowing that they've been there and done that? Yeah, for sure. You know, definitely. I like I like calling the vets like my big brothers. So, you know, they're definitely going to show you the way. They're going to, you know, give you the knowledge that you need to know. So, I'm definitely, if I'm around a guy like Adrian Peterson, or just a vet, period, I'm going to just try to, you know, take as much knowledge as I can and just, you know, listen to them. Because they've been there for a while, so they know how it goes. They know how the game goes off the field, how it goes. So, you know, just taking as much advice as I can from the older guys is definitely going to be one of the first things I do as a player. Mm -hmm. And with, you know, the NFL draft being pretty much the only sports-related thing going on right now, you know, everybody's out there doing evaluations, film, whatever it may be. But what, in your opinion, has been maybe the worst or the most wrong draft evaluation you've seen on yourself? Like, like it was like it wasn't true. Like it wasn't. Yeah, that you don't think's true. Like they say that, but you know, you you think otherwise. Uh, just uh, that I'm not a receiving threat. I feel like just because I haven't got that many uh, receptions, but you know, I feel like I know what I could do. I definitely could catch the ball. Definitely an effective out of the backfield. So I just feel like that was, I seen one of those and I didn't like that one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with everything being so slow right now, mock drafts is also something that people just love to put out there. Do you pay attention to that at all or read into that? No, I don't. I, th I think that's a good way to be. I mean, like, I mean, look at a guy like Ty Johnson, right? Like no one was projecting yeah. him to go and he goes like fifth or sixth round and ends up, you know, in a position where he's getting a lot of snaps and things like that. I feel like there's always been, especially over the past couple of years, like a lot of people weren't projecting the guys that went first round from the Terps to go first round and stuff. I feel like there's definitely an underrated aspect. Um, and I feel like you're not getting the respect. you. Just, I mean, you led the, you were third in the country with, you know, yards uh, per carry and, you know, we're pretty much leading the country in terms of kickoff returns and stuff like that. So, I mean, I feel like there's just always a little bit of a, underratedness is that like put a chip on your shoulder at all to you know prove people wrong once you get to the league yeah for sure i'm the underdog you know i love it it's been like that for a long time you know going all the way back to high school so i don't really pay attention to that i just love playing football you know that's what i do so that's all that matters right and obviously you know you mentioned you were getting ready for your pro day wanting to rerun the 40 and you know be able to do some other drills and stuff like that so what was your reaction when, you know, you started seeing all the different sports getting canceled and realized, you know, maybe that's not going to happen? I was pretty disappointed, but I just knew that I had film to back up. So I wasn't that mad, but I was just, like I said, a little disappointed just not having the opportunity to just show that, you know, we're passing that. So, but it's just the way it is now. So just got to go on film. And I know a lot of uh, players have kind of tweeted out uh, pro day things, Siobhan. Uh, Grant Delpit was one from LSU. Is that something that you ever really considered at all? Uh, no, I'm not really a social media guy. I just, you know, I don't really like social media like that. I don't be on it too much, but I have been seeing it. I think Keandre did one. I've definitely seen guys been doing it. See, I love how you say and you're what? not a social media guy, but like you got your mom like on Twitter. Like you, you turned, you helped your mom become like such a big I, no, personality like she, on Twitter. She's, she stays on Twitter. You know, she's been telling me stuff I haven't even seen before. That's how much she's on Twitter. But I like it though. You know, she's really into like all the sports stuff, and she just keeps up with a lot of stuff. So 
it's funny for real to me. We're losing a lot of those good Twitter moms because, like, your mom, Antoine Brooks's mom, you know, there's going to yeah. be a little bit of a shortage. Yeah, they was always on Twitter. I used to see it. <laughs> are, you, are you kind of the guy, Javon, that, you know, doesn't really tweet much but kind of uses it to kind of stay up to date on news and what everybody's doing, that kind of stuff? Uh, Twitter, I usually just use it for sports. Like, I start, I created a Twitter in high school just to kind of, you know, contact coaches and stuff like that. I found out it was a way you could, you know, just talk to coaches. So that's why I created Twitter. So it's always been just for sports and just, you know, Marilyn posts a video, I'll retweet it and just stuff like that. A lot of guys. Did you reach out? Go ahead, Lila. Oh, I was going to say, a lot of guys uh, and athletes, especially like a lot of Maryland guys out of boredom, seem to be doing TikTok a lot. Is that something you're going to get into or not? Because I, I don't understand. I still haven't gotten into it, but you're just you'll shaking your head. You'll never see me on a TikTok. Never. I mean, even Lox is like getting really into the social media, doing the Instagram lives and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen him. I ain't never thought he was going to do that, but that's crazy. <laughs> Lox is funny though. I know he's like he's that type of guy though, but I ain't see him really being on the TikToks too much. We Lox has so to get a TikTok. Yes, yes, <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> That's gonna be fun. He's probably gonna come. Probably gonna do it with his daughter or something like that. I, and I just wanted to backpedal real quick, Javon. Uh, you know, when you talked about your Twitter and things, did you reach out to coaches on social media? Just maybe like tweeting your huddle and stuff like that. In high school, no, but, you know, my high school coach came to me. He was like, hey, look, uh, you know, create a Twitter. Some college coaches want to reach out to you because they can't text you or get your number like that. But So they would hit me up. But I, after I created the Twitter, you know, some of my – I got a lot of uh, coaches just, you know, DMing me saying they wanted to talk and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. So once I created that, I got a lot more attention well, from coaches. They got to contact me more. Right, and now the draft is being held virtually. We have to hear, like, you know, what is your virtual draft day setup? What's your draft day plan? I'm sure you might have had to adjust some stuff. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm going to have a couple people over. We're just going to go to my uh, my uncle's house. We're probably going to get on the grill a little bit. And, you know, we're just going to watch it like that. But as long as I got my family there, you know, it don't matter where I'm at. So I'm good. And are you still going to be dressing up, like, you know, putting a nice suit on and stuff like that? Uh, a suit. I've never been a suit guy, but I'll probably put on something, you know, definitely good enough for a draft day. But I've never been a suit type of guy. Like, it's like, nah, I've never been a suit type of guy. <laughs> what did you think of the, uh, what Anthony McFarlane wore when you guys had a Big Ten media day? You're going to pull out anything crazy like that? Man, my boy was looking fly. He was looking fly. All of them were. Tino, uh, Twan, they all was. But no, I'm not that guy, especially if we're doing it from home. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just, I put on something similar to that, but just probably not with the jacket. You know, I'm, I probably won't go to jacket, just a nice shirt, you know, something like that. Are we talking like button down, polo? Yeah, yeah probably like a button down, you know, some cool pants, nice little shoes, you know, something, something cool. Man. Do you think it'll be like before the first day of school when you put it all out on your bed? And you plan everything, and you know you're gonna be like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be looking good for this tomorrow." I'm not gonna lie, I still do that to this day. <laughs> With a fit, before I put it on, I look at it on the bed, and just you know, you just gotta picture it first. So I, that ain't changed. I've always been doing that. So yeah, it'll probably be like that. Are you a sneakers guy, Jamal? Sneaker, yes sir. What What's your favorite sneakers? 
one pair. I love Jordans. Jordan's my favorite, but like the flu game twelves is my all time favorite like sneakers. Are you gonna be yes. bringing out some I, nice tunnel looks once you get to the league? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna have. I'm one. I want all the Jordans, man. That's just that's just the sneakerhead's dream. You just have all the Jordans. So, you know, that's one of my little one of my little side dreams. <laughs> And, you know, you have a lot of former Terp teammates that are now in the league, like, you know, Ty Johnson, Darnell Savage, DJ Moore, you know, just to name a few. Have you talked to those guys? Like, what advice have they given you going into your draft day and then your first season? I definitely talk to Ty. You know, a lot. Ty just tells me, just, you know, just keep your head straight. Just keep working out. Um, You know, when you get here, just putting that work. So just hearing that from those guys. I try to talk to Savage a little bit when I see him. He was just a couple weeks ago, but... You know, just seeing those guys and seeing them at the next level do it, it just gives you a lot of motivation knowing that you was just in their position and that you could do the same thing. So, you know, those guys tell me you guys next up. So just keep your head straight. Just, you know, your time will come. So just hearing that just, you know, just gives me a lot of comfort and just knowing that I could do it once I get there. And then obviously, you know, they, they got a couple of years under the belt for their career and you have the opportunity to start your career. What kind of are your, some of your goals for your NFL career, Javon? Uh, you know, just for me personally, I just, I want to be one of the best kick returners. That's just, that's just me just being the person I am, you know, but and just, you know, I was able to be a good player. Everybody wants to win MVP, you know, Super Bowl. But for me, the Super Bowl is, that's the biggest thing. I just, I want, I want a Super Bowl. I, I didn't get a chance to win a college ring or a high school ring, so. I want a Super Bowl. It's the last level I'm at, so that's probably my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And is there any other maybe smaller ones that you, uh, I guess, write them down or anything? Maybe just like level by level. Like even in college, maybe you, one of your goals might have been Big Ten Specialist of the Year. Is there any you know you keep track of these in any way? Yeah, I want to be uh, one day, hopefully, you know, MVP of course of the league. But I always wanted to average more than I did at the last level. And like yards per carry and stuff like that. I always said that. So I just, you know, hopefully I, that would be crazy. But, you know, hopefully I just try to do that and just try to better myself and just do stuff like that. Yeah, that would be tearing it up if you're averaging more than 7.2 yards per carry in the league. Man, that, would, that would be crazy, man. <laughs> but, you know, it's just stuff like that, though. Yeah. And before we let you go here, we really appreciate you taking the time. We're going to end on some rapid fire, some fun questions. Uh, so to start okay. it off, uh, what is your pregame routine? Pregame routine, I got to have my headphones. I'm listening to music. I always just put like a towel over my head. Just, just got to get in that zone. So that's always, I got to do that. I got to have my headphones. I just put a towel over. So what's your uh, what's your go-to music then, Javon? My go-to music is probably NBA Youngboy. Youngboy gets you in that mood, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> do you have any superstitions? Uh yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I thought I was crazy, but I always gotta have my long socks. Like always, if I, if I don't got long socks, I just don't feel like I'm, um, you know, just I'm not. I don't feel the same. So I gotta have long socks and tape on my uh on my arms on the back of my arms. What's what's a player is, what's a player that you look up to the most and why? In the NFL right now. Uh, it doesn't have to be in the NFL right now. It can be all time. Uh, Barry Sanders, just 
you know, he, he didn't have the best line in the NFL, so, but he's still one of the best to do it. And just, you know, where he come from, come from a small town. Just like his whole story, just coming up, always been a Barry Sanders fan. I got a jersey of Barry Sanders signed by him. Like, I'm a huge Barry Sanders fan, so just that's probably the guy that I used to look up to. That's the reason I wanted to play running back. It's the reason I wear 20, so definitely Barry Sanders. All right, I have a feeling that I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway. What sport would it be if it wasn't football? You probably think it's basketball, don't you? Yeah, because you, you were saying that you could play basketball well. I could, but it'll probably be. I'm not gonna lie. I used to love track, like track and field. I used to do like long jump and just stuff like that. I used to love track, but I'm not gonna lie. I probably it would probably be basketball track. <laughs> I just wanted to see what you what you guys said. Well, because you guys were thinking. all going off about how who was like you know could dunk the best on the team. I know some guys were doing like intramural after the season. Yeah, no, nah, it gets real in basketball for sure. I could dunk. You can I, dunk. Know, it gets real in basketball, but. I just, yeah, 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 for sure. I feel like you did tell us that, but you played against Aaron Wiggins in high school or something, right? Yeah, he, 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 went to my, he went to my rival school. He went to Grimsley. I played him, I think, my sophomore year when I was on the basketball team. He had, like, 35 points against us. Against us. It was crazy. I mean, his dunks are next level. Yeah, for sure. It was crazy. I don't, know, I don't know why, but I thought it was lacrosse, Javon. Can you see yourself ever pick? I cannot see him playing lacrosse. I'm not going to lie. My cousin is in the next room right now. He played lacrosse in high school. He always tried to get me to play in high school. And I thought about it a couple times. It looked pretty cool. Like, you could hit people, you make a miss. I'm a running back. Like, that's what I like to do. So I actually thought about it, but I never did it. Never did it. All right. While stuck at home, what is your favorite TV show or movie that you've watched? While stuck at home, I love Martin. Mario's my favorite show ever. And movie. Mm. Movie, I'm like, I'm a big, uh, you guys ever seen like American Pie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the American Pies. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I like all those movies. So that's what I've just been watching. I've just been catching up on just old school movies and all the shows. And then on top of an NFL career, what other interests do you have and how do you really find time to enjoy them? I know you said you play Madden 2K, but what else? Uh, just like spending time with my friends or just working out or, you know, I love shopping. So this that stuff. I don't really do too much. I'm a homebody for real. So I just like spending time with my family or just going shopping, just doing cool stuff like that. And then my final rapid fire question for you, Javon, is have you seen Tiger King 1? And 2, what did you think of it if you did? I haven't seen that. Are, are you going to? Yeah, now nah, I am. Now that you're asking me that question, I don't like when I haven't seen stuff people have me. So, because I'm a big movie guy, so yeah, I got I got to see that. Oh, is it a movie? It's no, a, it's it's a, a crazy like TV show. I, I got Keandre Jones into it, I think. Okay, I'm on it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's really crazy. It's like this dude. He lives in like Oklahoma. He's like a gay polygamist that raises tigers. He's like in a feud with someone who murdered her husband, supposedly. Oh, yeah, I, see, I know what you guys are talking about. I haven't seen it, but I know what you guys are talking about. I'm going to watch it. I'm watch <laughs> yeah, it. You, gotta, you gotta watch it and let us know what you think. Okay. Okay, bet. All right, and one last question for you here. When you get your first NFL paycheck, what are you buying? <sighs> it's not that. What am I buying? I'm buying something for my mother. I know that for sure. It's not going to be for me. It's going to be for my mother. Something for my mom, though. Something. I told Cody when we were doing the questions, I was like, he's going to say he's going to get something for his mom. I'm telling you, the song for my mom immediately. 
Well, thank you yeah. so much for joining us. We wish you the best of luck with the draft and everything going on, and we're excited to follow your career in the pros. I appreciate it, guys. Good to see you.